Good morning. It's your girl, Joy Melody, and we're here to help you start your Mondays off right. We're here to talk about a little education, a little mental health, and the music we use to cope in this crazy, crazy world. I hope you enjoy the show, and you're listening to Morning Joy. <laughs> good morning. Thank you so much for coming on. Good morning. Good morning. Um, could you introduce yourself for the people who I hope listen to this show? So, my name is Kertrell, like Curtis Kertrell. Kertrell Rawls. Um, I am a, what, I'm 25, about to be 26, originally from, like, every place on the United States. <laughs> Home is D.C. I am a proud graduate of the Prairie View A&M University. Um, currently working as a registered nurse. Yeah, I mean, that pretty much sums up the intro for me. Um, yeah. I did not realize you were only 25. Nothing and you were older because you don't look that old. But, like, I don't know. It just never registered. I, I mean, know. I'll be 26. So literally, like, what, next Tuesday? Yeah. I think it's because when I came in, you were already at Prairie View Lake. And, you know, when you're a freshman in college, everyone seems so much. <laughs> no, I think because when you came in, I was a C.A., Ah, that's probably why it made me feel... Yeah, yeah. So it was like, it was like, I was a sophomore CA, and it was weird to have a, a, yeah, a sophomore CA in the UC, yeah. So yeah, now, so that makes sense, because I'm like, yeah, you and Priscilla, okay. Anyway, so, (laughs) y'all are about the same age, duh. Um, Tells you where my life is. Um, But no, that's awesome, and so you said everywhere in the United States, were you military brat? I hate to use that phrase, but... I don't know another yeah. term. Brat can kind of fit its like fit the scenario sometimes, I guess. But yes, um, both of my parents were in the army, oh, so wow. I didn't know that. we've been we've been a lot of places. Even after they got out the army, they continued to work for government institutions and been a lot of places. Um, yeah. And so, like, speaking weird. of you being a lot of places, one of the reasons why I want you to come on the show is because you are officially back in the United States after um, participating in the Peace Corps overseas. And I would love to hear about your um, story about that. I read some of your blog posts while you had, when you had access to <laughs> drop some knowledge for us. Um, so I'd love for you to tell people about that experience and why did you do it? Like what called you to do that? So I, I always liked volunteering. I remember like when I was little, my mom would always say, what do you want to give back to the world? What do you want to give back mm. to the world? And when you're seven or eight, you're just like, what? <laughs> trying to go to Chuck Cheese. What do you mean when I want to give back to the world? Right. Um, so it wasn't until I got to Prairie View and I was afforded all these opportunities to travel and study abroad, you know, mm-hmm. I, Prairie View allowed me to go to Africa for the first time when I went to Ghana, um, they allowed for me to go to China and study abroad. Mm-hmm. I had previously lived abroad um, in Europe just because my parents were in the military. So I always liked being abroad and traveling. Um, but it wasn't until my experience in Ghana that I, I knew I wanted to be a resource, to use my resources to help other people. Um, and that's where Peace Corps kind of fell in. At that time, one of my mentors, he was a return Peace Corps volunteer, and he kind of put that option out there. Um, So afterwards, I looked into it, 
after I graduated, I looked into it, but it was kind of like, oh, you're, you just graduated. You need to work. You know, that's the kind of thing I was raised on as I think a lot of us are raised on is right. graduate, you go to work. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I did. I graduated from Prairie View. I started my first nursing assignment as a registered nurse in the uh, surgical intensive care unit. Um, so it was pretty intense um, being an ICU nurse right out of school. And then, you know what, like a year into it, I was like, you know what? I said I was going to go to Peace Corps. Mm-hmm, right. Um, so I applied and then I, I mean, I went, um, and I always, you know, I always felt as whatever I was doing here to, to give to others. And at that time it seemed like Peace Corps was the best thing for me to do in order to share my resources with the world. Um, so what exactly is, cause I have a general concept, What what exactly is Peace Corps? So Peace Corps is a, First of all, it's a volunteer organization. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking to get paid, um, Peace Corps is not for you. You make a little, little money when you return home, literally like maybe like $5,000. Um, but it's a volunteer organization where it takes American citizens and places them in countries that need um, assistance, whether it's assistance, assistance with education, um, agricultural assistance, health assistance, uh, economic assistance. Um, and the, I think one of the good things about Peace Corps is that they don't force their way into anyone's country. That country's government has to invite Peace Corps in mm. and say, you know, we could use some of your volunteers. That's um, interesting. So it's a, on a larger scale, you provide resources to the country, but you, it's more so of a cultural exchange as well um, to be able to take some of American culture into these less fortunate countries, um, some would say less fortunate, and then being able to bring that culture back to America as well um, and kind of share that culture with people here. So that's pretty much Peace Corps on a larger, on a large scale. Um, it's definitely an experience uh, or what you make it experience. Okay. No one is guiding your hand saying you need to do this. You need to do that. This is the type of projects you need to be, you need to be, um, putting into your community you really you really have to go into peace corps with what am i going to make of this experience um after assessing your community what do the people of this of this community need um and what is working in this community already that does not need to be changed um that's and just, yeah that's that's a very <laughs> important thing when you're going into someone else's domain and their land um that American ways are not always the best ways. As we know, <laughs> as we know, <laughs> but, you know, a lot of people, they mistake that and say, well, this is the way we do it in America. And that's not, that's not the case. So that's, that's Peace Corps on a large scale. Um, it's a very rewarding experience. Very, I always say my Peace Corps experience, um, helped me more, more than I helped my people. Hey, I served in Rwanda. I didn't even say this. So <laughs> my I was going to ask you. 
people are probably like, where'd you serve <laughs> in Rwanda? Um, and I always say like, Rwandans gave a lot more to me than I could have ever given to them um, mm. because I'm just totally different person from that experience. Um, and I still talk to people all over. I'm like, hey girl, happy <laughs> you. Yeah. Yeah. So were you a nurse over there or were you like teaching or a combination of all of it? <laughs> so I, I was sent um, there to be a maternal and child health volunteer. Mm. So with that, with that detail and detail was kind of like, <clears throat> excuse me, it was, we're working on this project called the first a thousand days, first thousand days from pretty much conception to the age of two combating, um, malnutrition in pregnant women, um, malnutrition once babies are born up until the age of two monitoring growth rates, um, distributing milk to mothers that can't afford to buy milk, um, promoting breastfeeding. I mean, cause that's literally like the best way to nourish your child. Um, especially if you're healthy enough to do it, promoting breastfeeding, promoting involvement of the male figure in mm. pregnancy and childbirth and raising the children. Um, I, <clears throat> since I was a nurse, I was able to, you know, teach, the local staff, the health center staff, you know, about labor and delivery techniques um, and proper practices and things, things like that. So it was m- a lot of education mm. um, alongside nursing. And once I got comfortable, I started to branch out into the schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was kind of where my niche was, was in the local high school where I could gather my girls. Um, and, you know, we, we talked about everything from personal hygiene, right. reproductive systems, um, what it means to be black and actually love oneself. Mm. Being black, um, especially after a long history of, you know, well, Jesus is white. I want to be like Jesus. Wait a minute, homegirl. Let me tell you something. <laughs> He's not. He's not. So <laughs> having those conversations with, you know, teenage teenage girls, you know, and what it means to love their hair, their skin, um, you know, even talking about boys and just leave them alone. That's um, great philosophy in life. So, you know, and then professional development resume writing, career goals, and things like that. Um, So it, it, like I said, it's just an experience where you make it what you want to make it. Right, right. And I I never saw myself actually rolling over into the schools like I did, but it was probably like my favorite part was being at the school with my girls and they would, you know, I would, I, I would teach them like, I would play James Brown say it loud and they would just yell I'm black and I'm proud (laughs) (laughs) but something simple like that Mm -hmm. you know just gave them so much joy because they had never just really heard anybody say I'm black and I'm proud 
I would have never even thought of that because like I don't know when being this though I've never left this continent and gone overseas I've only gone to Canada um that was a stretch but um I guess for me it's like if I was surrounded by black people I would be happy like you know like I would and and maybe it's because I'm I'm my blackness is associated with the you know colonizing of America you know how America worked in this like so like over here I'm like man if there was some if it was a place that was only black people again I would be happy not even thinking about like what blackness is on the continent of Africa like that's something I I would have never even thought of like someone wouldn't be proud mm-hmm. so like how was how was that being American black going to an African country and then talking about being proud and black like that's so many layers that my brain is just exploded and I'm ready for a nap girl so (laughs) first okay so for me being I've you know previously before going to Rwanda I mentioned I had visited Ghana Mm -hmm. so Ghana gives you this whole welcome home vibe you know, welcome my sister, you know, we waited for you to come back home. Mm-hmm. That is the West Africa. <laughs> okay. East Africa um, is a little bit different. Just, just a little bit different. Um, and I have yet to figure out why, you know, is it just the location of, in the knowledge of the, the transatlantic slave trade? I don't know, but East Africa, um, Rwanda in particular, it's, it's still a stretch to be a black American. Um, one, they want to know where you're from. Where are you from? You say, well, I'm American. No, 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 no. But where are you from? Like where are your people from? Well, my mom was born in America. Okay, what about what about her mom? Well, yeah, she was born in America. Okay, what about her mom? Well, yeah, she was born in America, but all right, so don't ask me anymore because I don't know. <laughs> um, and that is seen seen as like you have no class, you have no you have no roots because you don't know where you're from. Um, and people will challenge that for hours at like on the bus or wherever they will challenge it and you can't possibly be American you know Americans are white um you have black skin like me how can you be American and it's it's one of those things where it has to do with education level as well of course when people have more access to tv and books and things like that okay yeah um but when they don't it's just innocent ignorance I guess Mm. Um, but being a black American volunteer is, is, it has its difficulties. Um, when white is seen as a right type of way, um, wealth is associated with white, um, beauty is associated with white, health is associated with white. Hmm. Um, I didn't think of that. Wow. So, you you run into these you run into these instances where you may be with some white volunteers and you can see that they're treated a little bit better. Um, you can see they're treated a little bit like, girl, I was at the at a restaurant one day, and this man gave these white volunteers a whole discount. 
<laughs> I was like, I need a discount too. But no, <laughs> didn't get a discount. And and that's just the thing. It was called the, uh, it's wow. like the term Mzungu refers to white man, white woman. Really, it's used to identify foreigners. Mm-hmm specifically Americans. So sometimes people will call me Mazungu. And I, you know, I would say, well, I'm not white. They say, well, you're American. We kind of associate it with, with being American and having this sense of wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a black female, it's, it's interesting. You know, people are very curious about what you can do, especially with your body Maybe if they've seen these videos and they're like, can you dance like this? First of all, no. <laughs> um, I can't dance. And, and, you know, why is your hair this way? Um, why aren't you straightening your hair? You know, you're a Muslim. You guys straighten your hair. You know, and, you know, I, I'm a pretty brown skin complexion on the scale of dark skin to light skin. Um, but you always get that reference of, well, your skin is better. And I will say, well, how is my skin better? I mean, I don't, I don't understand what we're, I don't under, I never understood what we were getting at when we were talking about skin being better than the other. Um, it's, it's so complex to be a, black volunteer just because one you got we aren't the the poster child for america um we come with a different aspect we come with most of us come from homes where our parents aren't sending us two thousand dollars a month to to fund some like hospital or some school and sometimes that's what people expect um, on the village level, they expect for you to come bearing money, bearing gifts. Um, and some volunteers are able to do that. But when you run into one that's not, and you say, well, I have a lot more to offer than just money. You're not well received. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we should have, we should have gotten a white volunteer. We should have gotten a different volunteer. You know, you aren't quite helping us. You weren't. So it's, wow. it's interesting. It's um, like the reverse. Like if you were in America, and you are going to the black community. We don't want no white person. You know what I mean? It's like, that's so it's, <laughs> I feel it's, like I'm living in the upside down, just listening to you describe. <laughs> it's so complex. Um, and I feel like until you're in that environment, it's just like, wait a minute. I look like you. you right. Know, I, right. I literally look like you. <laughs> and you are treating me as if, we are just completely different types of people. Mm. And I, you know, I had to really think about what is that? And I think that's one of the reasons I talk to my girls about self-love, because if you can dislike someone who looks exactly like you, the same hair texture, mm-hmm. the same skin color. Right, right. How do you feel about yourself? Woo. Girl. And that's why I had to talk to my girls about self-love. Because I look, I, I look like you, you know, I have no problem with problems with the foods, you know, I have, I mean, 
I just, I, I just, I didn't get it. And I mean, I got it to a certain extent. I got it to right. a certain extent because I have, I've studied colonization. I've studied the effects of Europe on Africa. I'm sorry. I, I get it. I do get it. But you say, okay, well, it's 20, now it's 2018. Back then it was 2016, 2017. Right, right. And you're expecting a lot more, but the world, the world as a whole just has a long way to go. Unfortunately. Yeah, just a long way to go as a whole. So how did you stay sane? Because I'm, I'm crazy right now listening to, like, I'm thinking of all the ways I would go home and cry. Um, be like, you know what? Peace out, Peace Corps. <laughs> going back to america because this i can't sometimes you sometimes you sometimes you do go home and cry i mean sometimes you have a you have a day where you just pick up on something and you just say you know what i was treated really bad today like if somebody you know somebody was bringing their babies to the health center and they didn't want you to hold their baby or something like that first of all i i mean babies are cute but i don't necessarily have to hold babies um so but if someone is like set on not letting you touch their baby because you're not of the right hue it's just kind of like okay um (laughs) you know it it hurts so some days you do go home and cry some days you do go home and cry um I read a lot of books Hmm. I read a lot of books um and that was kind of my way of staying sane. I journaled a lot. I, of course, I had my blog, which is under construction. So if you want to go check it out, inherheels.weebly.com. Heels as in like H-E-A-L-S. Yes. Um, but I, you know, I like blogged a lot. I journaled a lot. I read a lot. Um I binge watched Game of Thrones and Gilmore Girls. No judgment. Um, <laughs> I can never but, Gilmore Girls. <laughs> you you find a way, and I think that's one thing. Is like Peace Corps teaches you to be comfortable being the only one of your kind, hmm. and to rely on yourself yourself to heal yourself. Um. Because there are, are some days you go, you may go to work, and things are a wreck. And you're like, okay, let me just go home and try mm. this tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, Groundhog Day, let's see if how it goes. I guess. Right, like, let me just go home, try this <laughs> tomorrow, and, and maybe tomorrow's a better day. Um, right. But you find sanity in being, it's weird, like, you find sanity in being alone, in being in a quiet space. Um, mm-hmm. I know I could not have done it without my other black females in Peace Corps. I mean, there's probably like six of us in the country at that time. Oh, nice. And we would, we would pretty much link up maybe once a month or so and treat ourselves to like a dinner in the Capitol, kind of get some things off our chest Mm. and then get right back to it. But right. I don't think anything was ever that bad where it was just kind of like, you know what? I got to go home. Not that some people experience some, like some people's experience are that bad where they want to say, I want to go home. But myself personally, I've, I just had some days are just like, okay, I'm going to go take a nap. 
I'll see you guys like at dinner time. Like, you know, right. <laughs> you don't take things personally. Um, you, you use every moment to educate and, and like I said, you just don't, you don't take it personally. You, you can't take things personally when you're there to serve another community. Um, and you have to, you have to find your place for me. Like I said, it was reading, writing, um, doing my daily devotionals. Like girl, I would be late to work some mornings because I was just like, you know what? I have to read my Bible. I gotta, I gotta read my Bible because <laughs> I'll see you guys when I get to work. <laughs> if I don't read this Bible, ain't no telling. Right. Like, <laughs> and they'll be like, the staff meeting started at eight. It's nine. Why are you just getting here? You know what? I I had to read my book. Like, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not, and I'm not even going to say it won't happen again. Because right. Because it's probably going to happen tomorrow. Because <laughs> Can y'all just move the staff meeting back? Like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so you have, you literally find ways within yourself to heal yourself. That's, I, that's a word right there. It's, that's like, that's some. <laughs> that's some that's some self healing type, you know. Mm, man, and it, it, it's funny because this this seems to be the theme with the people I've been interviewing. So, like two weeks ago, the title was "Healing Isn't Linear," and then like last week, some one of the guys just happened to the interview happened. He was like, "Yeah, you know, learning isn't linear." I was like, "If y'all don't stop with this linear mess, I'm gonna." Then what is it? What is it? But you know, that's so real. Like you know, you're God. I'm just. Uh, Mm. healing finding ways to heal yourself because that sometimes you can't go somewhere to get it you know what i mean like sometimes you can't. we want to so bad you know we want to find something so bad mm-hmm. and we you know and it's just kind of like okay let me just sit here right let me just sit here and, and see because- there's power in being alone but i mean we get and i think I, like I said, I've never been overseas in a place that I didn't have access to things, but like, and I'm learning that, but like, I think that we get so caught up, especially when we have access to all these things of like, mm-hmm. if we're alone, we're thinking we're lonely, but that's, you're just, you're not, you just, just alone. like, I love, I, I created a whole little reading corner in my office. I created a budget. My boyfriend was like, whatever, as long as you don't spend too much money, I don't care. So that's fine. Got me a chair. I got me my books and I come home, got my tea you know, and I'm fine. My phone will be on the other side of the room. And mm-hmm. people are like, you don't want to go? No, I don't want to go anywhere. And to be honest with you, I don't want to deal with y'all because I'm, I'm in Iowa. I enjoy not seeing white people for a couple hours a day. Exactly. <laughs> I went to <laughs> Iowa once. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> what did you go to Iowa for? What was you here yeah. for? I was, was, I was living in Minnesota when I was like, oh. Oh. it and was on some church like church trip to Iowa yeah it's like four hours away I was like okay well (laughs) won't be back here Mm. (laughs) (laughs) but that's real it's like I'm in a place like if I would have stayed honestly believe I would have stayed in Texas I don't think I would have learned how to be alone even like people like well you have a boyfriend I'm like yeah but like I also don't like talking to him sometimes Mm -hmm. um but like I wouldn't have learned how to be alone I wouldn't have learned how to figure out how to heal myself like you said because again I'm in Iowa there's not a lot of people that understand or look like me even in terms of counseling there's not that many black counselors Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. if any I think there's like maybe like five (laughs) oh 
um it's a it's it's a small percentage of black people in the state see and like okay so can you imagine mm-hmm. november 2016 okay and you're the only black person in your in your village like you're the only american in your village and everybody's trying to ask you like what happened with the election oh, i remember minute. you tweeting about that <laughs> i'm not even there i don't know like, yeah. one i don't want to talk about it like <laughs> First of all, second of all, I'm still questioning. Right. So, yeah. Off me, like yeah. I can't imagine. Like, like you're saying, you don't you you you're in this space, and you're just kind of like, there's nowhere to turn. <laughs> I didn't go to work for like two days because I was like, you know what? I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't want nobody asking me. Right. Um, what happened? Because I don't know. You know. I don't want to hear the jokes. I don't want to hear the stories. Like one one girl was one lady was like, I don't know, is she gonna send my sister and my nieces back home? And I was like, I I can't like like I can't handle it. That's a lot. I'm like that's a lot of pressure for I'm over here being a a volunteer. Like I have no idea what the government is doing. I probably can't (laughs) right now. Like I don't even know. At that point, we were Peace Corps was like, is it still gonna be a Peace Corps? Like. (laughs) For real, like, are we cutting funding? Just, right, like, what are we doing? Uh, but, like, send like, some applications in. Only you, and you just like, well, let me just duck off real quick because. Oh yeah. I can't. I don't want to deal with this. And for me, on our end, it's so funny. So it's like I'm in Iowa City, and like Iowa City claims they're you know progressive, which okay, whatever. Um. But, like, under the surface, you're just like, but you're not, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you're very passive. And so I remember, like, I was like, God, I don't want to go to class. I really don't want to do nothing. And, like, being going to class, obviously. And, like, hearing everyone else around me, like, oh, my God, it's so terrible. Ugh, ugh. And, and, like, mind you, I'm the only black person in class. So I'm just looking at people like. So 56% of y'all voted for him. So I don't understand why y'all fake well, freaking out in clouds right now. Like, shut up. And so, like, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm in this space just, like, side-eyeing everybody and y'all's fake upsetness. Meanwhile, like, here my boyfriend go, got to get on a plane the next day to Philly, just like, I don't even know if I want to go to this conference right now. Just, you know, <laughs> like, shut up. polar opposites man it was just like "Mm, all right and for once it was just like so this is how i feel every day y'all so (laughs) exactly (laughs) welcome you know welcome to the experience of being black for a little bit it's great um yeah i think it was it was really entertaining like just people are freaking out like oh my gosh it was it was very entertaining i mean i I'm just like at that time all I had was Twitter and Twitter and Facebook and I didn't have just like complete access to it so I was like okay great um right but probably, probably kept you sane because Twitter was a mess oh yes Twitter was a mess the world was a mess I actually I felt myself like I'm gonna go to sleep and when I wake up this is actually not gonna have happened um yeah but even that it's like it takes a toll on your mental health and you still mm-hmm. have to perform like especially mm-hmm. as a as black women we can't be like all right personally because there's people no days off no it's days like, off there's no people days in my off. cohort who were like 
I'm taking a mental health day. I'm like, what's that? Miss, okay, so <laughs> for I, the election, get out of here. I took, I definitely took some mental health days. Um, and the thing is, like, Peace Corps was like, if you ever need to take mental health days, you can come to the Capitol and spend the day in the Capitol. First of all, it took me like three, four hours, maybe sometimes five hours to get to Capitol. I was about to ask you, I feel like that was a trick. <laughs> Just like, that's stressful for a mental health day. Get on the motorcycle. No. Go to the bus. Get on the bus. No. <laughs> Every last one of these options are negative for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I would just be like this is a hassle even like I'm stressed trying to take a mental health day <laughs> <laughs> that's not how it's supposed to work exactly Jesus. I'm just gonna go stay in my room Jesus. right I might as well just stay at home in my little my little bubble and do that Drink some and tea. so for home when you're over there were you like with a host family so the beginning the first three months of Peace Corps is like training okay so the first three months I did I um lived with the host family and my host family mom dad and three boys girl I'm the only child um right that was how three boys (sighs) love those little boys to death but lord (laughs) (laughs) living with y'all lord (laughs) when you come out to go to the bathroom in the morning Mm -mm. And they just, they just done pee everywhere. And it's like, wait, okay, like, I understand there's no toilet, but this hole is clear as day. Okay. Um, Another reason why I wouldn't go, the hole. Aim for this hole, young sirs. But the first three months you, you live with the host family. Right, right. After that, you know, you were pretty much shipped off to your villages. And I, you know, you live by yourself. Mm. Um. In your, in your community, you live by yourself. You, you were, it was rare that you would have another Peace Corps volunteer in your village unless they were in a different sector. So Rwanda, we had health sector and education sector. So you might have, you might have had a teacher volunteer in your village as well. But in my village, it was just me. I was the first volunteer they ever had. Oh, wow. Um, so I lived by myself. I did have like a compound mate that she lived like kind of in the back, kind of like in my, I want to say in my backyard, but kind of like just behind my house, but in the same gated area. Okay. Um, and yeah, just me, my little house and Yvonne, Yvonne was my little, my angel. And she spoke like no English. And <laughs> And even my host family, they spoke like no English. And I mean, you make it work. You just make it work. And so when you decided to do this, sorry to cut you off, but I'm just like, I'm just thinking of like mm. every black family parent everywhere, right? Yeah. So you're like, um, work for a year. So hey fam, um, I had this great job. It was a little intense, but so I decided that for two years. I'm not going to make any money and I'll be overseas. Um, maybe electricity, maybe not. Who knows? How did that, like, I can like, how did that conversation go? (laughs) Okay. So with my mom, with my mom, it was more so kind of like, you know what, if that's what you want to do, could y'all just do it? 
you know, I don't want you to say you wish shoulda, coulda, woulda. Right, um, right. But just do it. My dad, on the other hand, was like, you doing what? You, <laughs> you going where to do what? Volunteer, why? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? And I'm like, my parents are fairly educated. Um, right. You know, like I said, they were both in the military. So for, for him to be that way, I was like, wait a minute, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and first of all, y'all made me this way. <laughs> right. Blame it on them. You guys made me this way. Um, so a little pushback from my dad, not so much my mom. I think my dad accepted it more when he came to visit me in Houston, like the March before I left. Mm-hmm. And um, at that time, you know, he was more at peace with it. And I knew he was at peace with it because he was like telling random people. He was like, <laughs> I'm not about to go to Peace Corps. That's, how, that's what it is typical black parent right there it's like oh they proud all right we good (laughs) cool like i can go with clear conscience my grandparents on the other hand now you get into you know (sighs) southern black people Mm -hmm. or just old black people not even southern black people just old black people so you get into the whole is it safe um you know what are you gonna where are you gonna live um who do you know over there um, why you need to go all the way over there. Um, and, you know, <sighs> you answer some of the questions and some of the questions are just like, oh, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just what I want to do. Um, I'm just giving them the pamphlet. That's what <laughs> just, girl, here's the pamphlet. I just like, you know, this is what I'm going to do. I'll call you guys every time I get, every chance I get, I'll call you. Right. Um, and I think it made them a little, and I don't know, it didn't make them calmer that my parents were calmer. They, they, no, That's just funny. my grandparents freaked out more than anybody. And when I was about to come home, they were like, I don't know. I know you want to stay, but you know, it may be the best thing. You know what? Stop trying to rain on my parade <laughs> because you want me to come home. <laughs> It may be the Lord. Don't don't do that. <laughs> I can see that. I see that, man. Some, I do think it is Southern black parent, grandparents, though. Because my grandma still questioning me, like, so when are you done with school? You know, I just, I just want you to. I just want some great grandbabies. First of all, <laughs> she asked me that at my college graduation. And I was single. I was like, time out. You got a man, like. Um. Girl, I'm like, you know what? I'm glad my cousins are holding down in that in that category. No, and that's the thing. My cousins aren't. We all just and I'm my sisters ain't. It's we just out here. <laughs> are holding it down. And I am grateful for them. Hats off. Thank you for the sacrifice. More babies and more babies to you, because <laughs> you aren't. Not this wound. <laughs> Listen. And it, I don't know. I, it's like it's hard though. It's like that generational thing of like by now our grandparents had like five kids. But even like even it was even when I got to Rwanda, mm-hmm. people were asking me about my reproductive system. Like, wow, your parents aren't like your parents aren't aren't like expecting grandchildren. You know why did you why are you here and 
do you have a do you have a Cherie? You have a Cherie? No, I don't have a sweetheart. Like, no. Like, do oh, you want can, this help or not? Like <laughs> we can find you a Cherie. No. Like <laughs> I'm good on it. Like <laughs> I promise. But it's just that it's just that expectation of being wow. a young female that you should be looking for a mate, have a mate, okay. or like birthing children. No. No. And I'm like, okay, yes, eventually I want to see what a, a, a little me would be like, you know. But tell me what to do. That's what your little me. <laughs> <laughs> just, just getting people's lives together as out the womb, just flossing people around. <laughs> But even even internationally, like you, your whole reproductive life is like wow being questioned. I would have never like what. Your parents are okay with you being here because they don't want they don't want grandchildren. What you're the and then it was crazy because when I told people I'm the only child, they would just be like, "That must drive your parents crazy that you're the only child." So, like, literally, like, you're the only female that's able to birth them children, like, grandchildren, and you're here. And it's like, I mean, yeah, but I have some years left, guys. Like, I'm I'm good. It's not like I'm 50. <laughs> and, like, there was some lady in India who was 70 years old and just became a first-time mother. So, literally, we got time. We got time, time is on our side at this point. We got time. I didn't never. I would have never imagined that be like international. Yes. Wow. Talk about boundaries. Leave me and my organs alone. Right. Children. One of those. I literally. <laughs> someone asked me, "Did I have a kid?" And I was like, "A dog." A dog. A dog. <laughs> Like uh, you know, real ch- a child that came from me? No, not at all. A child no, from no, me. No, no, no. Yeah. And my boyfriend's the only child, so his, you know, that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's interesting. So yeah. you know, grand. Mm-hmm. Well, more power to you. No, um, no, he's like kid. What is that? Maybe one eventually mm-hmm. at some point. Expensive, like I. Listen, yeah. I work at a grocery store and I shop people's orders. Okay, because we have online grocery shopping and that's what I do every all day, every day. Kids are expensive. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I see people order baby food. I'm like, you can't just throw some carrots in a blender. Like, what is this? <laughs> like, do you like? Do you know how expensive baby food is? And then, and then you get the moms who want to be like super organic and mm-hmm. like, no, you better put one of these pampers on. The- no, kids. Mm-mm. Yeah. Education's expensive. Kids are expensive. Life is expensive. And then you got these, you know, baby boomers asking us what we do. And I'm like, you messed up the system for all of us. So no. For all of us. (laughs) Grandkids, what are those? Great grandkids, not happening. Please. Like, oh, y'all are y'all, I just don't I don't know. But I can I'm just like putting like trying to imagine like me telling my father I'm gonna go volunteer somewhere for two years not paid. Um, and then also like not have kids, like, no, I just don't know how that would go. And then, and that's something about black families of just like one boundaries, two expectations, three boundaries again. And I, you know, I think I was blessed in the sense of my parents never 
they don't hold anything against me and like mm. they don't they're not like well you went over there to Rwanda blah 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 they're just like okay I mean if that's what you want to do you know you gotta figure it out okay that's it. yeah yeah like, <laughs> out like you know I was blessed to not having student loans so they weren't right. concerned about like what you gonna do about your student loans you know right right they were just like, all right, if that's what you want to do, I mean, we're going to support you. Um, we have a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, we have questions. We definitely have a lot of questions. <clears throat> hey, if that's what you want, then go for it. So what was it like coming back? Like that transition back into Oof. like not having to take a motorcycle to a bus to a... <laughs> yeah. It was... It was rough. Mm. Um, and I can say, I can, I've, I've been back almost a year now and I can right. still say like some things are rough. Um, it was rough in a sense, like I haven't, I hadn't driven a car. I didn't get it's like the first time I came, like the first time I got home and I was like, all right, I need to go to the store. <laughs> and it's <laughs> like, so get in my car and I'm like, all right. Let's just drive. Let's figure it out. <laughs> and then, like, I was like a new driver again. Yes, like I had never driven before. And and then, like, you start hearing sirens, and you're just like, what, "What's happening? Like, do what do I? Which way do I pull over? Like, oh my gosh, why? Why is there so much noise? Because in the village, there's not much noise. That's one thing oh, I had wow. to. Get into. There's not. Like you hear, you hear chickens, you hear goats, you hear cat, you hear cows, you hear kids playing, mm. you hear the occasional car passing through the village, but you don't have an, you don't have as much background noise. Um, so all this noise, I was just kind of like, what is all this noise? Why is it so loud? Like now, I like, I hate loud TVs. I'm just like, why is the TV so? Loud? <laughs> um, and going to the store. I remember I wanted, I needed deodorant. And I was like, all right, Target, I'm getting deodorant. Listen, I went to Target, didn't get deodorant. I was like, you know what? I'm going home. Too many options. Um, I'll try this again tomorrow. But. Wow. There were so many options. People were very impatient. Like I was standing in line for like the self-checkout one day. And the lady was like, this lady behind me was like, are you in line? And I was like, clearly, yeah, but if you want to go first, you can. I'm not really in a rush. Like, <laughs> it's right. not that serious. Never is. It's never that serious. And she was like, okay, okay, I'll just go. And I was like, all right. <laughs> she was probably like, confused. Like, why are you going to call? Yeah, she probably was just like, what's wrong with her? But it was just like, okay, clearly we all wait in the checkout. I mean, whether you go first or I go first first is not going to make that big of a difference. Right, right. Mm, whatever. So mm. coming back was a little bit overwhelming. My family was super overwhelming. and I bet everyone wanted to see you. Everybody wanted to see me and it was like, we're having a dinner. We're having, I was like, nah, I don't really want all dinner and stuff. Just kind of want to go to sleep. Um, mm. And my I think my family expected me to be the same Cottrell mm. 
before that I was before I left um, and coming back and it kind of threw them off that I wasn't it took me a while to even go out with friends you know to spend unnecessary money like eating out and, and on clothes and shoes girl it took me I feel like I didn't buy a winter coat until December I was like okay I'm gonna put these three sweatshirts on it's gonna be okay like it just took me a while to just buy things and spend money and and get out of this like living on a with the bare minimum um Mm. and and realizing it's okay because you have access to it you not taking advantage of your resources is not really helping anybody else um you know, of course, be responsible with your spending, but you not taking advantage of what you have is not really helping anybody else. Yes, you've lived in this village for about a year and you've seen people work so hard and so hard, you know, just for daily survival. Um, and so you feel this this need not to buy unnecessary things. Like I it it just took me a while to be able to freely enjoy the things at my um at my, my hands even you know even my mom was like you want a tv in your room and I was like no I don't need it I still don't have a tv in my room and it's just kind of like I don't necessarily need a tv in my room if I want to watch tv there's like five tvs in this house <laughs> I can just go find one yeah 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 but that's the way of American living right that we have TVs in every house, every room. Um, you know, my, my mom was like, well, the bathroom is kind of down the hall. And I was like, well, you know, I'm just grateful the bathroom's in the house. Like, I'm coming from a place where I went outside to use the restroom. Right. Um, praying there was nothing inside my latrine when I opened I the remember you. I remember you tweeting something about that, of like praying there was nothing in the bathroom when you would go in the bathroom. And I was like, what is she talking about? I'm like, oh. Girl, because one day I woke up and somebody had put a chicken in my bathroom. Girl, I would have just... And it was a... Girl, listen, I went outside. I went outside. I had on, like, my pajamas with my little wrap around my waist. And I was like, who put this chicken in my bathroom? (laughs) Like... Because it ain't getting here by itself. (laughs) (laughs) That's stuff I would have never... Like, no. But... No. No. But yeah, like the simple, like the simple things. And so coming home was, was just different. Um, It's still different. It's still Mm. making those decisions on what's important, what's not important. What do you spend your money on? What do you don't, what don't you spend your money on? Right, Um, right. You know, what do you stress over? What not to stress over? going back to work regularly was like uh, I mean I I gotta go to work like I, I gotta be on time and I gotta go to work um read my bible and be late this time right um but even in the workplace you know people are like oh it's so crazy it's so stressful and I'm just like yeah but you know we working and we chilling and hey like things gonna get done and we have electricity in the bathrooms inside. Yes, like we have all the supplies we need. Right. 
people aren't dying like from stuff that people shouldn't be dying from right so it definitely gives you a different perspective and like yes. the calmness and, and my coworkers cannot understand it they're just like why are you so calm why are you smiling and I'm just like I mean oh, when you yeah. come to a place where you don't have the necessary necessary supplies right like, all right I we may be able to use this IV fluid we may not be able to use this IV fluid when we get more IV fluid uh we not getting more IV fluid okay so it's just it's just different like I like I said Rwanda gave me more than I could ever give her like it's so different people I don't necessarily have to be around a whole lot of people I feel that it's coming home was very intense I I liked to make the correlation like my first few weeks home was like the worst it was like the worst I could not stand Americans I couldn't stand America I couldn't stand people (laughs) but I I remember going to this spot with my mom and like people were dancing and I just looked at making that connection between black people globally mm. that we are a we are fancy people okay like we <laughs> okay. no matter what we are fancy people we like to celebrate um and we're going to look good while we celebrate no matter what we're celebrating okay. um <clears throat> and that's globally wow because I could make that that relationship between you know just going to like a small gathering in the village mm-hmm. where yeah. it's a celebratory event and people were like dressed like we dress to impress to wow. come to this little village gathering we're dancing all night you know there's food you know because we gotta eat Always. there's food there's fanta there's beer and you come home and you have that same type of environment but the difference is in this situation or in both situations there each party is very unaware of how similar they are to the other party wow and you know coming home it was like you know you got <clears throat> the black women they dancing they dressing up the black men we're dancing we're dressing up but they're so unaware that across the in in Africa we're doing the same thing Wow. You, you know, we're, we're celebratory people everywhere. And we're going to look good doing it. We are a community-oriented people. Right. Everywhere. We are protective of our children. Mm-hmm. We are protective of our homes, our communities, everywhere. And that's something that each side is just very oblivious on are the, the similarities um between each group and i i i mean i i enjoy just watching and just seeing and say you know what this is funny because <laughs> you can make you just make the correlation you're just like man we just some we just a fancy type of people like we yeah wow yeah I, it's on my list to get over there it's a one some country in africa uh, because I know it's an experience and I know that's like on my list. I don't even want to say a bucket list. So I got my passport and I'm really saucy though. Cause Canada, Canada didn't give you a stamp. 
And so you can ask for a stamp, but the dude on my way back in was real rude. And so I was like, he was like, where are you going? And I was like, Iowa. (laughs) And he was like, why? And I was like, because I live there. And he was like, hmm. But you know, so I was like, well, I was like, I wanted a stamp, but, but okay. never mind, right? Just, and then not even understanding what customs was, like I was trying to get out, and the lady was like, you have to go through customs. I was like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I I definitely want to have that experience and learn learn what it's like to just be happy with what you have, because mm-hmm. I think in America we are so caught up on like we let mm-hmm. social media fool us. Oh, yes. Um, I'm learning to unlearn that of like, you know, you know, how many pictures do we take before we post the one? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, how many times we suck in, you know, you know, uh, <laughs> head down, this right. show you the clean portion of my desk. But really, in reality, my <laughs> my life is in shambles, <laughs> shambles. OK, like, I don't know where I wear the same thing every day because I have a uniform for work. I don't know where anything else is that's like you know um so I think that's incredible that you were able to take those lessons and realize that in reality you they gave you way more than you could have ever given them because I think a lot of times people have these high aspirations of going to these places and 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 just like girl I could I could tell you just like you know like I said it's probably like in my cohort, it was like five black females, mm. no black males. But girl, we sit through trainings and just be fed up. <laughs> just, just fed up because everybody wants to like save the world and this and that and that. And it's like, okay, look here. Um, <laughs> just come, do some work, get to know the people. Right. And it just live your life, like. No, I feel you. Yeah. My, that's how I, like, I took a class last semester, History of African American Education from Slavery to Black Lives Matter. And one, that's a lot to go through in a semester, so, whew. Um, But, like, being in class, I'm like, I think everyone has a certain role they should play. But I also tell people, like, everyone's form of advocacy is not the same. Mm-hmm. like everyone you will not like me I am not the person to be marching and yelling from the street that's just not who I am I mean if it's necessary right I will be right there but like I think advocacy and social justice and work can be done at a person-to-person basis mm-hmm. um and so I think like every, that's not even a dig at people who want to do those things and that's who they are but like like you said like focus on getting to know the people that in itself is some form of mm-hmm. of a movement you know mm-hmm. it's just uh, and when they see like on the peace corps aspect when they see that you are willing to integrate into their community um learn their customs eat their food like one girl was like i don't eat you know, I don't eat this. I don't eat that. And, you know, I don't like papaya. But during training, my mom made it her duty to provide fresh fruit for me for the, like, in the morning for breakfast. 
I hate papaya, but you better believe I ate papaya every time papaya was on the table. (laughs) You're going to be respectful. Yes. And you you see somebody who has welcomed you into their home um, and they're they're cooking these meals for you. They're getting up earlier than you are to, to prepare you breakfast, to boil your bath water because they want you to take a hot bath. Um, and not a cold bath because my little brothers they were taking cold baths but and you have the audacity to tell somebody you don't eat something right if it don't kill you like come yeah. on now. if it is allergic not, will understand your throat swell up <laughs> you better eat this food that somebody has taken the time to prepare for you mm. because you're a guest in their home in their country and that's perspective taken right there that's like and everyone, I feel like if you got all these restrictions, why you sign up? If you a vegetarian, why are you going to a place that may or may not eat goat? Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you can't be a vegan right now. Right. Or you just, you, you have to learn that this experience is not about you mm. and your conveniences. It okay. is about being comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that is what that experience was. It was about being, and I remember one of my, one of my friends, um, Cass in training, she said, you know, you were going to have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable in order for this thing to work. You know, if you're the only American somewhere and they have you dancing and everyone's laughing because you might not be doing it quite right, whatever, just keep dancing. Um, (laughs) but a lot of people a lot of people don't know how to be in uncomfortable situations mm. and not feel like you know their pride is being crushed or this and that and it's just kind of like i Yvonne used to cook this cook this meal and it's like cassava it's like cassava it's almost like fufu but it's you eat it with your hands it's like a doughy type thing that you dip okay. into like sauce and beans That's or whatever delicious. Girl, it gave me such bad diarrhea. <laughs> and, and I'm about to die. And it took me like it took me like a couple times to figure out like why I was having diarrhea. But it was just like she cooked it. And she took the time to prepare meals. So I ate it. But I mean, I knew I was gonna have diarrhea. So, I mean, I started taking more and more Tums, but it was the fact that, you know, she would literally get off work, come home and cook dinner for us to eat. Mm. And you just, you have to, the experience is about being selfless, about being uncomfortable, um, and just about learning from other people, learning from other people, being silent. I think sometimes not speaking the language fluently can help because then you don't have anything to say. Like you can't, you can't speak in this conversation. What, what Mbaku say? He said, woof, woof. I was just about to start talking. (laughs) 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 And that is one of the, I mean, one of the blessings in disguise is, you know, you can speak the language Mm. But maybe not well enough to have a say so in everything. Ooh. Um, and that that is, you know, that's you know, Peace Corps. Girl. 
it's a that's a less that's like a whole like book i'm just waiting for the book it's 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 a whole it's just a crazy experience that and it's so individualized Mm. everybody's story is going to be different my story is going to be different from the next black females experience right um, right definitely from you know white volunteers experience um it's it's just going to be different person to person and i think that's the beauty of it like it's and you did it it's an it's an individualized experience no one can tell the stories that that i can tell especially about uh, like about to be attacked by that baboon girl you remember that baboon? i remember that tweet story because i was like a baboon i think i even tweeted you i was like oh, ma'am girl no. that baboon was out for my life <laughs> okay <laughs> it made you probably regret ever making fun of somebody by calling him a baboon like that, in that-, <laughs> that baboon was out for my life <laughs> but who can uh, say that they were like face to face with a baboon thankfully not me see it's just like <laughs> i mean that's an experience that only i will have talk about some stories to tell your future kids that somebody probably want you to have right <laughs> 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 you can be like i walked in a village uh, being chased by a baboon both ways you're going to school like <laughs> It's just like you just you you did stuff that you would have never thought you could do, you know. Like wow. I would get up in the morning, like run six miles. Girl, I haven't ran six miles since. Um I've only done that a couple of times in my life. I've I've like over there like what did we ride like sixty miles on a bike? We did like this bike thing. We rode like sixty miles, you know. No. Just getting on a you talking about getting on a motorcycle with like you got a backpack, you got packages, you got eggs, and you just like Lord. I remember you like let me just get the eggs home. Um, and you just oh you're God. doing things that you really never thought you could do until you're doing them, and you're just like, oh right. okay, look at me out here surviving and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> look at me. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm just, I'm still floored. And I know even after I got this phone, I'm going to be processing all this. And I take, like, I, I take notes and then I pull something that's make the, make it be a catchy title. I'm just like, wow. I mean, like you went out there, you did it despite what anybody probably could have said to stop you. Cause I would have been like, if you'd have been like, girl, I'm about to be in the Peace Corps. I'd be like, why? <laughs> <laughs> so good thing you ain't called me. I'd be like, girl, are you sure? Listen, my friends knew. My friends were like, you know what? All right. Like, my friends knew when I told them I was going to Peace Corps, they were like, yeah, that sounds like something you would do. I think I had seen you right before you you went or something. I don't remember when. It was something for Priscilla. It was Priscilla's birthday, I think. And you had drove up from Houston. Yeah, Yeah, you drove up from Houston. Priscilla's birthday, yeah. And then you were gone. Yep. I was like, wait a minute. She was here. I just saw her. Yeah. So, um, that's a. I'm again. Thank you so much for coming on, um, on your off day of saving people in the nurse, being a nurse, um, because I won't ever do that. Um, but I like my. I like nurses more than I do the doctors I've dealt with. To be honest, um, y'all are nicer. 
Um, one last question, and I always tie this in. What are you listening to to get through the week this week? What's on your playlist? What's on repeat? You know, I, let's see. I have been listening to, let me go to my thing so I can make sure I say <laughs> the right song, the right title. So, where is it? Oh, okay. So the song title is It's Not Over by Israel New Israel and Newbury, James Fortune, and, J- and Jason. Ooh, ooh, I know that song. That's the song. Yes. And so I have to like listen to it before I go to work because I have to get in the right mindset before I go deal with everybody else mm. and everybody else's problems. As nurses do daily girl when i get home from work i'd be like i don't want to deal with nobody's problems okay because <laughs> people got real life problems out here i'd be like whoa <laughs> right i mean even though i don't i'm not a nurse but i'd be working with these people and i'd just be like <sighs> right my whole life without knowing you have that, that happened to you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, i didn't need to know that I... oh, you're so quiet because i don't if i'm quiet i'm being, i'm quiet you won't talk to me. You won't tell me your problems. But I was so mistaken. <laughs> I had such high hopes. Like, I'm just going to start barking at people. Literally. I'm just, <laughs> no. Um, but that's a good song, girl. I've been listening to, um, it's on Ty Tribbett's latest album, which isn't that good except for a few songs. Um, it's called, it really isn't. I Like, you know, these gospel artists are trying to do things. I'm just too like, much. stop. Do too much, like, you know? you know, it's like that, you know, the perfect, I just call it the, what is it, Erica Campbellism, where it's like, do you love God? Do you, like, you know, that is what I call it. Like, stop it. Um, <laughs> just too much. Just stay in your lane. But Ty Tribbett has a song on there called Out of Hiding slash, um, how he loves us um it's like a compilation of all these songs but the beginning part is like just it's just really good I don't know how to explain it like I literally listen to that on the way to work on repeat or I go to YouTube and listen to um the the cast of Color Purple sending off Jennifer uh Hadley or Hartley or whatever and they're singing um oh man I just forgot, but it's Cynthia Rivio and someone else, and they're singing, wow, it's like the, it's, it's right here in my head, but I always, I listen to some gospel song on repeat before I go mm-hmm. in, because just be like, God, pray, you have pray. to get You have to get it together before you deal with everybody else in there. Their stuff. Because it's a lot. Um, a lot. But I thank you once again for coming and speaking with me on your off day. I hope you have a great off day, and you get some rest or binge watch something i don't know oh yes i i don't know i i don't know i've been trying this whole workout thing i might work out i don't know girl i feel you on that tip thank you for having me um giving me the platform to tell my story hopefully i said substance and girl i have a page of notes front and back so you did help somebody whether they want to live a life of service whether they want to find healing within themselves um Mm. Hopefully it helps somebody. 
you know anything it helped me it's their best life listen i thank you joy for the opportunity of course you have a great day and we'll chat later all right all right bye bye